All right. Well, let's go ahead. Check, 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 check. Let's go ahead and grab a seat. I would say let's turn to Luke, but we're doing something special today. One of my favorite Sundays is our Celebration Sunday. I'm reminded in Romans chapter 1 that Paul writes this. He says that he longs to come to the church in Rome so that they might be mutually encouraged. As I think about us getting together on a weekend, I think it's an opportunity for us to be mutually encouraged by one another, to know that God is speaking to each one of us throughout the week, to know that each one of us is experiencing the Lord. And I don't know about you, but sometimes there are weekends, like, can you say this as a pastor? There are weekends I come in that I need a little word of encouragement. There are weeks where I have a baby and I'm tired. I don't have a baby. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't have the baby. Where a baby comes into my life via my wife and, uh, and where, I, you know, the week is a little chaotic. And so there are weeks where I long to be mutually encouraged. And so I love Celebration Sundays because it's a reminder that God is working in each one of our hearts and lives. And there are moments where, as belonging to a community of faith, where I get to come in and where I get to be encouraged by the work that God is doing in somebody else's life. And so maybe this week felt a little bit like a week of drought, or maybe if you're looking back at last weekend, talking about being in the wilderness, and part of the beauty of these moments is when we come in and we feel like there's been a wilderness season for us, that we get to come in and we get to remember through somebody else. We get to declare through what God is doing in somebody else's life and remember that God is still at work and he is still good. And that's why I love our time together on these weekends. And so we have two people who are going to be sharing today. The first one is Tom Davis. And I've got to be honest with you, I love being able to walk through this season with Tom. Tom, you and I met up over a few years ago now, maybe three or four years ago. Man, we're getting, I think we both had less white hair than we do now, uh, and yet here we are. But it's been a privilege as I think about what God has done in your heart, that as I look at the discipline that he's brought in your life, that he's brought endurance, as I look at the ministry that he's brought through, that he's been able to develop mission, and I love that as he's brought learning, he's brought love. And as I look at what God has been doing in your heart and life, I know that it's been an encouragement to me. And so maybe you don't know, but Tom Davis has been going to, uh, he's been taking classes online to be able to grow in his understanding of the word and his development of what God is doing in his life. And so I'm just really grateful that we get to learn from him today. And so Tom, we're grateful to be able to hear this message from you. So if you want to come on up, uh, do you need a seat? Oh, you got like, you got body stuff happening. So do you need a seat or are you able to stand? All right. He'll stand and he'll use his deep, deep pastor voice. Blessings. Thank you for bringing a, me and bringing a message and a lot of books. So we're looking forward to it. That's my outline. So. Good morning. First of all, I love everybody here. That's why I thought I'd, I had to get up out of bed and get my feet to work this morning. As long as I, I don't know, the longer I stand, the less I feel. But I'll tell you who's been a real encouragement to me in that. He just came back home here, Mark Swenson. He's a real inspiration to me. Um, the doctors may be able to fix me, and uh, I'm praying one day something happens, and a miracle happens in the medical field, they'll be able to help my brother Mark, too. Um, <laughs> as any good pastor or leader would do, they send you a, a text at night, the night before, to make sure you remember what date that you're going to be doing something, and, uh, and mine did. I'll give you an A-plus there, brother. And uh, I sent him back a, a a text that I've been going through, like you said, I've been taking classes online through Kingswood, and, um, the, and the New Testament is kind of where we're at now, and, and uh, there was a 
some scripture that really hit me hard and tells you where I'm at in my life with Christ. It says, come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Uh, I need that. You can ask my wife. I need to be, I need to be humbled when I think that I, I'm doing things on my own. I'm not. Um, it takes him. It takes brothers and sisters like yourself. And hopefully, my, my encouragement to you is that one day that you realize that also, that not everybody can make it on their own. Um, I was holding a big Tom cries. I, I, I let loose a tear. Um, I was holding it all together this morning until part of my message has to do with children. And one come up to me and tugged on me and said, I really want you to teach me this morning in the kids' room. And I just about lost it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So anyway, I'm like, no, Lord, no, it's all part of the gig. So... I'm up here today to tell you, in the last few years at least, for sure, the Lord has really um, put my life in order, and I let him do that. You know, you have to humble yourself, and you have to let him take control of the situation, but you have to go to him. You have to ask, seek, knock. He will answer, and you have to listen. I hear a lot of stuff, but do I listen to a lot of stuff? A lot of times not. Um, Got to be honest with you. Still learning, still growing, and that's one thing I would encourage you to do is keep going. Um, Things that I do that has helped me when I go to him, uh, this is my prayer journal that I use every morning. Chances are you're in here. Um, if I've heard of something that's needed prayer for or that there's been a concern or maybe it's something I've read, I always start out with some kind of scripture and thank him. And the one thing I do every day when I throw my feet out of bed is first thing, go to him. You know, I ask him, get me up. Get me up and moving in his name. And then I go 20 to 30 minutes every morning with that one. This one, this black book, it's <laughs> not what you think it is. Um, <laughs> It's, it's got to do with, like, sermons that we do here. It's got my men's group stuff in it. It's got kids, kids' ministry stuff in it. Chances are, if your kids have been coming, their name is in here, and I prayed for them. So he's helped me to do that. Um, the one who tugged on me this morning, he's in there a few times. Matter of fact, he reminds me a lot of me when I was younger. So, so I, I lift him up in prayer. Um, I, I got a Bible uh, way long time ago. I've been following the Lord well. I committed my life to him at age 19, but being before then, people have stayed in my life and got me things to keep me straight in his, in his way. And when I got this one, it says, be strong and courageous. So Joshua tells us that in chapter 1, verse 9. Um, I found that to be very important. Don't let, things, don't let things stop you. Don't let things bog you down. Don't fear. Fear is a liar. I don't know if you've heard that. that that's a great song. Fear is a liar. Fear is there to slow your work down for the Lord. Don't let it happen. He came back to our disciples, and he said, and the apostles thereabouts, and said, don't Don't fear. For I am here. I am the way, the truth, and the life. You follow me. Get rid of the fear. The fear will, we will overcome fear. We'll throw him in a sulfur lake of fire one day. That's what we'll do with him. So anyway, so as I progressed, I've done things like, hey, I can marry you. I can, hey, I mean, I go to Matt first, but, you know, I'm, I'm available. Um, <laughs> also, uh, like he said, I've been with Kingswood, other men's ministries, plugging yourselves in. I would encourage you also to keep following ways that he can use your abilities. Not everybody has the same. Not everybody can stand up here and be jovial. And I, I don't. <laughs> I, I took speech in high school, and I don't know. I think I got this from the Brady Bunch, where if you get in front of a crowd of people, pretend like they're all in their underwear thing or something. You know, <laughs> it's like when I get up here, I don't necessarily do that, but I do look at you as my as, as my brothers and sisters. So if I can't talk to my brothers and sisters, who can I talk to? You know, so I I don't let that bother me either. But um. When, when I've been taking these classes, they, they're great. I mean, it's, it's, I didn't take them to get a degree. I have three of them already from Purdue University. I don't need another degree. But what I do need is I do need learning and wisdom is what I need. I still need that. Everybody should continue to grow on that. We have great opportunity here to do that. We have a guy who's donated 
a bunch of resources to know the Lord better. Um, I have a bunch through, I mean, I got one through the Bible. I have another one, Jesus is Lord. I mean, I got just a bunch of stuff I can share with you to help you in your walk with Christ. If anybody needs to know that, I'd like to open that to, the, to you too also. Um, Matt's given me this opportunity to get up and share these things. Um, again, the Lord has so blessed me. I, I still got a lot of work to do. I still go to him for temperament stuff. Again, if you want a reference, you can talk to my wife. Um, <laughs> But what he's done for me and my family, um, giving me two great, precious grandchildren, he's continued on legacies that I can share with them. Again, I've, I've married my nephew. That's why I kind of went and got the marriage license thing, so I could share with the, the extended family about Jesus. And I would not marry them unless they knew the Lord. I refused to. And I told them why, because I loved them. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have told them that if I didn't. Um, so I wanted them to understand that. But I think when the Lord gives you opportunity to do things with what he's given you talents to do, you use them. They may be, you may not think they're great, but I'll tell you what, not a one thing not done for Christ is not great and not to his glory. So I just like to share that with everybody this morning too. And I get 10 minutes, can I keep rambling or how much more? I mean, there's, there's just a number of things here, Lord, that we've been blessed with as community in our church. Um, not only with our own families, when we get them to see them turn their lives over, but when you get to meet greet people in your own church that have you see their lives change. Um, I think you have to step out of selfishness sometimes and listen to other people's stories and become involved in them because you don't know what avenue by which Christ is going to use his power to work. So I, I would suggest that you get involved with as many of those avenues as possible and watch him go. You don't even know years later what, what influences you may have had. I mean, I still run into kids that are, heck, I had them when they were Jackson's age. You know, one of the kids that's in our ministries now, just a young kid like this in a youth group is now a pastor down in Mosinee. You know, or in rap. I know one that's in Rapids. I know one that's down by Madison that was in our youth group that I had and had the, the, the blessing from God to have influence in that kid's life. Um, not just become involved in here at church, become involved in their lives. That's a big deal with me as kids, if you haven't found that out. But anyway, so I get involved with Era Bible Camp. Um, these kids, again, these kids that have come up through ministries that I've been involved with previously, I went to their wrestling matches. I can't wait to go to Little Gracie in here, her basketball. She's playing basketball. I can't wait. To, I love basketball, so I can't wait to, to get involved and go see that stuff going on. I'd like to see the kids go up to Arrowhead Bible Camp or any Bible camp for that matter that preaches the Word of God. Get to, to get with others from other places that are learning about Jesus is a great thing and influence the community. Again, we're getting back into community. Um, and, I, and, I get, and it's a real great thing how we're looking at this thing, too, is our, our relationship with God, our relationship with our community, which is our church here, and then we take that out. It doesn't stay here. You know, Sunday is Sunday. You know, God is forever. So we take that out. So if we don't, if we don't do that, we're not doing what he's told us to do. Yeah, he gave us some commandments. Go out and love, love, his, love the Lord. Your God is the only God. And go out and, and spread his word. So if we don't do that, shame on us. So, but that's what I'd like to give you this morning. And I thank you for, for that. And yeah, God bless Movement Church. And God bless everything we're doing here. Because I think we're doing it right. So, amen. Thank you, Tom. And today we have Becky as well. And Becky, oh, man. Uh, I, one of the things that I love about church um, is that God is building his church. And I think sometimes we think that, like, there's got to be some grand strategy that we're doing to build, bring this thing about. But I love that all the while God is bringing about the right thing, his thing, by his purposes. And so God brought Scott and Becky uh, during a Sunday that was kind of a bit of a catastrophe, honestly. Like, we, we uh, I, 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 like, had COVID contact, and so I wasn't able to be here. Our sound system absolutely melted down. And then they tried to play 
play a message on screen from a tiny little stereo. And it's uh, just uh, the goodness of God that brought you all back. And uh, so we're grateful for that. And it's been just such a blessing to watch God's heart that he's given you for hospitality, to be able to love so many people here as a part of this church. And I love that not only just a part of this church, but I love in our conversations that you continue to say, I just want to bring God's love into my workplace, into my family. And it's amazing to be able to watch him continue to use that transforming presence and bring you exactly where he needs to bring you to be able to bring his love to each person that you come into contact with. And so I know Holly and I have been so blessed by you and by your and Scott's ministry. And so we're really grateful to be able to hear a message from you today, according to the spirit that he's brought to be able to give you. And so let's go ahead and give a, a round of thanks for Becky to bring this message today. Well, thank you. It was a mess of a first weekend um, that we came here. Um, and it was amazing because Scott and I are motivated by music. And that morning, everything with the music went wrong. But two people stood up here on the stage and they said, God will be worshiped no matter what is going on. And we're like, this, this is what we want. This is who we are. So, well, good morning. Um, if you haven't met me yet, my name is Becky Venegas, not Vegas. Um, I and my husband, Scott, we've been coming to Movement since about September of 2021. You may have seen him up here playing guitar, and you might know me from being a part of the welcome team. And you may have even been over to our house for dinner and games. I want you to know that I'm very nervous now, and I was really nervous when Pastor Matt asked me um, to share on a Sunday morning. I believe my exact answer to him was, I'm not saying no to sharing in church, but I just don't think there's anything that I could talk about for 10 minutes straight, which I'm sure you can laugh with me, because of course I can talk for 10 minutes straight. We all can, if it's the right topic. So when I didn't say no to Pastor Matt, I did ask for help about what to talk about. And he simply asked me to answer this question, what has God been doing in my life? So this morning I would like to share you a little about mine and Scott's journey in the past couple of years by telling you uh, some background stories, by sharing God's purposes throughout this journey, and finally by encouraging you if you feel called to serve through the spiritual gift of hospitality. So, God set us on a journey to open our hearts and our homes to new friends. This started in 2020, and it started because of 2020. I had left the church, and I was feeling disconnected from God. We had several good friends who had also left the church, and some that literally had moved many states away. We were both going through a season of withdrawing from being around other people, with Scott working from home full-time and with social distancing going on. Our house was also suffering from getting older with little money to put towards renovations after raising two teenagers. Truthfully, I was feeling a little bit lost. So in the spring of 2021, I decided that I needed to try to reconnect with God, with others, and with who I really wanted to be. Years before, I had led Bible studies, and I felt called to do that again. And I had hoped that other women would feel the same way. And I took a chance that the somebody would. So I shared my desire to reconnect on Facebook, offering to lead a Bible study at my house that summer, where we could all just sit outside. And several old friends responded. Women that I had been in Bible studies with, but that had drifted apart from. That summer, I put aside many fears and started getting back to the basics. I started that group to fulfill a need within myself. 
but I found out that other women also needed friendships and a reconnection with God. One of the first things that we did was to set goals for, for ourselves. And mine were, at the time, to, number one, be financially able to remodel our house with cash in five years. Number two, for God to bring Scott and me to a church where we could both be used. And number three, to get back to being the fun party family. So that was the, being, the beginning of my journey, but it was taking a whole new turn at the end of summer 2021. Scott and I were now empty nesters, and we decided to look for a new church family to be a part of. We were in a different stage of life without the kids, and we wanted to find a church that we could both be used in ministry. And we agreed that we were going to be together all in. And then something unexpected happened in August, and this is where Scott needs his dart gun. He told me if I started to cry, he could shoot a dart gun at me, because I probably will cry. So something unexpected and sad happened in August. One of my best friends from college died very unexpectedly at the age of 47. Now, Jenny and I were not very close anymore. We had left college. We had gotten married, moved away, had kids, all the usual things. But her passing hit me hard. She was married to Jim, had three kids between high school and middle school age, and lived down near Madison in a town called Wanakee. Our close friendship was only about four years long way back then, but she was a great friend during college. She came from a good family, very wonderful people, but not Christian people. And although I had grown up in a church family and considered myself to be Christian, going to church wasn't on my list of priorities at that time in my life. I can't say that I even ever shared about Jesus with Jenny. As college went on, she met Jim and later got married in a Catholic church because that's how he was raised. When they moved to Wanakee later, when they had kids and they had a dog, and they were out in the front of their house in their new neighborhood, they met two fun people. Now, they had a lot of people in, a lot in common with this couple, between the kids, the dogs, the PTA, both new to this area, and the couple invited Jenny and Jim over to their house, and they became friends. They shared with Jenny and Jim that they were there to start a new church in the area. And would Jenny and Jim like to come and be a part of it? And so they did. And they got involved. And they got reconnected with God. And so did their kids. That church is Northridge Church, a Wesleyan church. One of the best things for me was going to Wesleyan women retreats and seeing Jenny there. So my husband and I went to Wanakee for her funeral. And I want to tell you, it was amazing. They played her favorite worship songs. They talked about her spirit of giving and sharing and hospitality. And at one point during the service, they asked that anyone who was there, only because Jenny had invited them to come to church, to raise their hands. There were so many hands raised all over that church, I could not have counted them all. And that changed mine and Scott's perspective of our journey to one of finding a church that we could invite people to and to commit ourselves purposefully to inviting people into our home. And that's how we were when we came to Movement Church. We were all in together. So I believe that God is using our journey to accomplish a few different things. One of them is to help me overcome my insecurities, my fear of not being accepted. Will people want to come to over our house for a meal? Will they like us? What do we even talk about? Um, I'm trusting God to help me get over this, and we have learned from being around others. I don't know if you've ever had the chance to go out to coffee with Pastor Matt, 
but you might be worried about what you're going to say, and then suddenly, an hour and a half later, you look up. It's happened to me. Um, that's because he asks questions and he listens. Another insecurity I have is about my house. It's small. It's old. It needs fixing up. Will people judge me because of it? I am still shocked to hear that most people think it's cute and welcoming. One of my friends even claims that it is a place that makes her feel safe. The last insecurity I have is about the cost involved, because there is a cost for all of us to follow Jesus, and when I invite people into my home, that cost becomes personal. The costs of time, so many commitments, work, gym, family, church, who's got the time? The cost of effort, planning a meal, cleaning up before, Scott having to wash all the dishes afterwards. <laughs> and the cost of money, food, drinks, music, decorations, downloading a karaoke app and buying the microphones. <laughs> Don't worry, we already had the portable amp. But I can see how God is using this gift of hospitality that we have to meet our needs by bringing godly people into our lives to show us love and acceptance. It has been an absolute gift for me to bless someone with a meal, to enjoy their friendship, and to be able to tell them that we love them. It's even better to be on the receiving end of the hug and the we love you guys. God is also using this gift to accomplish his purposes. Uh, one of my favorite verses, Jeremiah 29:11, says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And for me, hosting friends for dinner and games is such a blessing of fun things to come. I look forward to these times, and I love planning out the menu and the activities. Another's purpose is God's wish to give us good gifts, gifts of good food, good drinks, and good friends. And also, God uses our hospitality to show love, his love to others. I have found several references showing hospitality in the Bible, and interestingly to me, they always include the word love. So in Romans 12, verses 9 through 13, Paul writes, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one, above, un, one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spur, spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. 1 Peter 4, verses 8 through 10, Peter writes, Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift she or he has received to serve others. Faithful, ad, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. In Hebrews 13, 1 through 2, we read, Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. So, what is the gift of hospitality? Well, according to Google, when we open our homes give of our time and resources away joyfully to make others feel welcome, that's when we're using the gift of hospitality. It's living thoughtfully, 
and generously towards others to ensure they feel welcome, included, and loved. So how are Scott and I showing hospitality? In our own way. Um, what started out for me as inviting women to join me in our yard for a Bible study and serving fruity water out of a pitcher um, has turned into us inviting into our home people for food, drinks, board games, and usually a creatively crafted, themed appropriate music playlist. It is true. <laughs> We've enjoyed taco dinners, fondue parties, barbarian dinners, wingspan game nights, s'mores around the fire, and karaoke nights. You might have this gift too. Do you enjoy meeting people for coffee, inviting people into your house to watch the game or to have a cookout? Do you take the time to introduce yourself to the new person at work on their first day? Do you take the time to get to know someone a little bit better at church? God might be prompting you to serve others with your gift. So in closing, I would like to share with you what Scott said to me about hospitality. Since I use his name an awful lot, I thought I should ask him. And I think he sums it up very well for me. He said that using the gift of hospitality takes a conscious effort. You have to work at it. Remember all of my insecurities? They're still there, even though God has been working this in my life for the past couple of years. You may have the gift of the spirit, but if you don't practice it, you will never, you will, if you don't work at it and practice at it, you will never use it to the full extent. I hope that by my sharing, it has encouraged you today to reach out and to serve Jesus like Jesus did by serving and loving others. I have learned that we all long for connection with others and with God, and sometimes we need tacos with friends. Thank you, Becky. Well, what a blessing to be able to hear how God is moving in other people's lives. What we would love to do is we always kind of take a little bit of time to hear how God is moving in your life. And so I know that sometimes we think that church is facing forward and listening to somebody else. But church, what if it was actually us looking each other in the eyeballs and talking about what God has been doing in our hearts and lives? And so we're going to spend the last 10 minutes getting in groups of five and six. What I would love for us to do is to be able to talk about Two things. One, where have you seen God work in your life so far this year? Is there maybe even something that you've overlooked that as you look back on this year that you're able to pause for a moment and recognize that God actually did something that maybe you forgot to celebrate? And two, what is something that we can be praying for as you have journeyed through two months already in 2023? What's something that we can be praying for in your life? So two things over the next 10 minutes as we gather in groups. One, what are you celebrating so far that God's done in your life? And two, what are you praying for as you've looked forward in the next few months coming into this year? So we'd love for you to go ahead, gather in groups of five, six, and go ahead and share with one another because the church is one another. Take some time. 